It's time! Introducing the podcaster, standing five feet nine inches tall, fighting out of the basement of his house. Welcome to the Mouth Podcast, the greatest sports podcast ever, presenting Timmy G! Wow. And the tables have turned, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode. I'm going to do a quick and sweet about Chicago land sports, how the landscape has changed, right? I mean, just think about it. At the end of last season for the Bears, for example, fire everybody. Everybody's terrible. There is no upside. No one was excited for the next season. We had still running it back with Mitch Trubisky, Matt Nagy, and Ryan Pace, and we're like, we want them all gone. And then, boom, the draft comes. Somehow Justin Fields slips, and now there's nothing but upside. Everyone's excited. I mean, this first upcoming preseason game against the Miami Dolphins, everyone's excited to see Justin Fields play. But there's a lot of optimism around the, the fan base for the Bears, which there should be, right? But then we just take a step back real quick. A year ago, people were like, yeah, the Cubs going to run it back one more year. They got the pieces in place, you know. And then Theo suddenly says, ah, my tenure here is done. And then ever since then, been rolling downhill in a negative way inside of people's minds. But... I just wanted to start it first and foremost is just I think Chicago land sports, Chicago sports are back, okay, back for good, not just being terrible, but actually having some upside and also by having some, you know, as a Chicago land resident, you should be, you know, very excited for the future because the future holds a lot of different things. I want to touch base on that, but I wanted to let it settle in for the Cubs. There's a lot of opinions. I didn't want to emotionally just talk about what I thought the Cubs did. So I'll just get right into it, okay? The Cubs are the most beloved team outside of the Bears in Chicago, okay? The most beloved baseball team. I understand if you're a White Sox fan, you might disagree, but the Cubs sell out when they're terrible. Um, People come here to see the historic Wrigley Field. There's just simple facts. Um, But, you know, there was a lot. There's three, three superstars, Javi, Chris Bryant, and Mr. Rizzo, okay? Cubs were supposedly trying to do extensions with them, got none of them done, and then they all got traded within a week of each other, right? Listen, the trade had to happen first of all. I'll just explain the trades, okay? The trades had to happen because the the Cubs have ran it back for several years now. And just take a step back. Just take the emotion out of them winning a championship, They've won one playoff series since winning the winning the World Series. One. Just think of that. And you're like, what do you mean they only won one playoff series? Yes, one. That even includes play-in games that they lost to the Colorado Rockies. So just know, the individuals performed at a decent level, but not enough to win as a team. And this is a team sport. So you know what? They weren't getting it done. Okay? They weren't getting it done as a group. Plus, there was a lot of chatter about people not working as hard, um, maybe a little bit of clicks. Clicks, and what I mean by that is little clicks within the dugout, right? 
if there's 30 guys in the dugout and, you know, there's four or five guys here, four or five guys here, three, four or five guys here, and no one's ever, there's not a complete unit. Yeah, they might all get along, but, like, they're not a tight-net unit. And that's what you need. You need situational hitting, which the Cubs never did. You need situational pitching, which the Cubs did not ever do correctly. They never hit all together. They were like a band, but all on different songs, okay? Imagine that stuff, right? You're like, man, this band is phenomenal. You know, they used to play hits, but then they start playing offbeat, start playing different lyrics of different songs sometimes. And then you just, you know, you still you still want to believe that they're very good, but they're just not good anymore as a unit, okay? And then I understand. People are like, oh, I can't believe we got rid of them. I want to I want to break two things down. Anybody that was a, a face on the Cubs World Series team never going to have to buy anything in Chicago for the rest of their life. When they walk around Chicago, they're looked at as legends and they're still playing, okay? The most popular Cub in a local, um, they did like a survey and a poll. It was Anthony Rizzo and Ernie Banks were tied, which is wild to me because Ernie Banks is Mr. Cub and Anthony Rizzo has been here, what, like 10 years? But he won that World Series. And so when you have that type of, when you're walking around the neighborhood and everyone's patting you, you know, patting you on the shoulders, telling you how great you are, even though you're batting low 200s like Anthony Rizzo was, you're still looked at as a legend. Well, you and your agent think you're a legend too. So it's very hard and difficult to – you're, you're probably asking for premium money and the Cubs are asking you for probably what you deserve and what you'll probably get on the open market after this year. But the reality is, hey, I think it's very difficult to get, a, to get an extension for any of those guys to extend them. And I do believe the Cubs gave them fair opportunities. But like I said, I, I think that – the Cubs needed a new um, beginning, and I think Anthony Rizzo, Javi Baez, and Chris Bryant needed a new beginning. So I just think it didn't work back. It wasn't going to work out. You can't keep running the same thing back. It just it doesn't work. It'd be like if you're playing football and you run the same exact play five times in a row, eventually it just stops working after the second one, right? And that's what it was. I do believe this with my final notes about the Cubs is, one, I think all of them are going to be performing at a high level from an individual standpoint. They're all good players. And I think that, you know, people getting overexcited, they all homered their first game. They're good baseball players as individuals. Now we'll see how it works out with their new teams. But for that Chicago team and for this little core that we had, it was a good run. But all things good come to an end when it comes to sports, either bad backs, Anthony Rizzo, contract extensions with you know, Chris Bryan and Javi Baez. I was bummed out about Javi Baez. It's my final note because I don't believe that you could actually get the energy and just the playmaking ability from running the bases and making something crazy happen, even though he makes an error sometimes in the sense of running the bases, gets caught, you know, doing silly stuff. But just his, his like instinct for the game, I just don't think you could bottle that up. I don't, I don't think that comes naturally by any means. And and I, it was tough to see Javi go because I think he could be the engine that drives it, you know, brings everyone to a new level. And I would have liked the Cubs to maybe try to get that done. But obviously, you know, they said they tried to give him an extension. Uh, they couldn't get it done. And in addition, the Cubs, 
Everybody in the league knew the Cubs were trading this core, and they still got pretty good assets back. They got some minor leagues guy, but they got a starting um, for Craig Kimball. Sorry, Craig, you're not part of really the core, but they got a great, you know, young 24, 25-year-old next year um, second baseman from the White Sox, Nick Mangle. I think he's going to be great, uh, so check him out. But nevertheless, the Cubs had to make this change. I know it sucks. No one's happy with it, but listen. You know, when you're not producing at a high level in the postseason and your team is just in a rut and you lose 11 games and you don't have any energy, changes had to be made, okay? And we'll see how this offseason goes. We'll see what the Cubs want to do. But, you know, time to uh, clean it all up and then, you know, build from the bottom. But now I want to go to another team, which I'm actually going to have an episode on Thursday with my uh, Bears insider, Dave. Super Dave. Um, so check that out. We're going to go really in-depth about the Bears' upcoming season. But the cool thing is you're seeing highlights every day of Justin Fields. You're hearing any, everyone across the NFL talk about Justin Fields. I mean, listen, I don't understand how the guy fell in the draft. I, I still I, – I, I haven't addressed it on the podcast, but I'm just still in shock. Like, is this real? And the reason why is I know he hasn't played an NFL down, but the thing is he's been very good. His entire high school career going against Trevor Lawrence, and then he played at two very good, um, you know, pro style offenses between Georgia and also Ohio State, and he performed at a high clip. Now, I mean, I know Georgia's probably still sad because they chose uh, Jake Fromm over him. Probably shouldn't. Jake Fromm will probably get cut this year or be on the practice squad again. Unfortunately, he's just not good enough from a pro pro standpoint. Um, and Justin Fields is, is, I believe, going to be, when it's all said and done, and I know people have made this, I think if he stays healthy, he'll be the best quarterback ever. I think he'll be the first quarterback to throw over 30 touchdowns in a season, which, if you listen in the prior episodes, 30 touchdowns. We don't have a quarterback that's ever done that. And I think he'll break every single record. Um, but we'll see when he starts to play. We'll break that down on Thursday. But now... Let's go back to another team, right? Talk about rebuilds. And I won't get into too depth because I don't know everything about the Hawks. But the Blackhawks go out and get Flurry, who wanted to retire. He's a goalie, by the way. You can just Google this real quick. I'll just cover this. Flurry. They go out and get like four or five pieces of veterans that could play. And, you know, they go from a rebuild to now, according to people in the NHL, they got a pretty prominent team that should probably make the playoffs and make a little run. You still got Taves, you still got Patrick Kane. Now you got a, you know, a very good goalie in Flurry. Um, I think the Bear. I mean, I think the Hawks are going to be pretty exciting um, from a hockey standpoint. They were going to go through a rebuild, but you know, Chicago is fun with all the Hawks runs. So let's see if we can get that back. Now we'll go to the opposite side before I get into the the Bulls are going to be my main piece of this, but the White Sox. I mean, the White Sox are going. And, you know, uh, going eh, going places. How about that? Just simple facts. I mean, the the White Sox go out, get Craig Kimball. They also get uh, the other middle reliever from the Cubs. And people are like, well, why are they, would they go out and get Craig Kimball when they already have a closer? And um, if you've been following the, the White Sox for quite some time, uh, they got Kopech, who is, you know, I mean, he came in with, when no one was in the stadium, he made his uh, his first major league start, and everybody around baseball came out to see Kopech. I mean, the guy throws in, thrown in the you know triple digits, 100 mile an hour. Got a strong arm, young guy. We got him from Boston. 
But the one thing about him, now he's a, you know, Tony LaRusse is using him in the bullpen or situational uh, out of the bullpen. He started, he has spot starts. What a spot start is, he just starts on like, you know, if there's a double header or they just need someone to fill some innings for, you know, rest uh, for the regular rotation. And Kopech is awesome, but they need to go out and get Craig Kimball because Kopech has been um, a little unique behind the scenes. You know, he did he dropped out, uh, didn't want to play, didn't have some passion. He's going through divorce behind the scenes, um, and, and he's young. And then he just had some like, um, you know, issues outside of baseball that he can't necessarily in a playoff run that the White Sox plan on doing can't necessarily be trusted fully and not even trusted fully, but like, let's get an insurance plan. And that's what I like the White Sox do. They want to make a postseason plan. I mean, I know they got the Dodgers got uh, amped up uh, amongst other teams. I mean, they still got the you know, Boston to compete with I'm sure the Yankees got Rizzo. See if they make a run. There's other teams in the NL, but I do believe the Sox are setting themselves up and they're going all in. Right. They're going all in. They're going to have a phenomenal bullpen. So if they're able to keep that game close, plus they're getting some guys um, uh, back off the DL. And um, and so the, the White Sox are going to make a deep run. I think it's going to be very exciting. Regardless, if you're a Cubs fan, you should actually just start rooting for the Sox, too, because, listen, if you live in the Chicagoland area, um, they got the best chance of uh, getting to you know World Series and watching it. You never know. All you got to do is get there. I understand that. Dodgers went out and pretty much got everybody under the sun. But just keep that in mind. Um, I think it's going to be exciting. Plus, we're going to have some postseason baseball out here in Chicago. It's going to be awesome. Now, the one, the only Chicago Bulls. Are they back? I think they're back. If they're not back, they're trying to be back. Okay? The coolest thing about the, the Bulls is when you think about it, I still remember this living downtown. I would just see Garth Foreman fire them. That's what I remember. The team was in utter dog manure, okay? Um, the team, for many years, the Chicago Bulls had been just trash, okay? After D. Rose left and we made playoffs, we lost that team, and we'd never been the same. We go out get Billy Donovan. Then we go out and trade for uh, Nutovich uh, from uh, the Magic in the crazy year last year. Um, we go from on the border ninth seed to we just plummet to the eleventh seed after we get an all star with we we manage or uh, team them up with Zach Levine and we just fell apart and people are like well they never played together and things of that nature whatever I mean I think it's the NBA I think it was bad coaching I think the bench sucked I think that Billy Donovan and AK who's the uh, president of the operations they just looked at the team was like man we just don't have enough pieces around here we got a lot of like um you know maybe two star out of five star guys on the on the team and you know we need to we need to change the environment we need to make this into a more winning habit but the bulls went and did things that i think are one they got they're back into relevance okay relevance not only among fans but among Dudes that are playing in the NBA. Why that's important? You cannot get free agents that aren't outside their prime. I think the best free agent we seriously got that was actually played decent, and don't say D Wade, he was old as hell, is Carlos Boozer, I believe. If there's someone else that we've gotten in the last like 15 years that was better, 
Um, let me know. But Carlos Boozer, remember, he, the first day he came, he broke his hand, got in a fight with his ex-wife, busted his hand. He was hurt for like the first three months. So that didn't even start off great. But people weren't coming to Chicago to play basketball anymore. Now you go out, you get Lonzo Ball. You get Alex Caruso. You get the uh, DeMar DeRozan. Okay, plus you got uh, uh, whatever his name is, Vooch. We'll just call him Vooch, is, which is the center from... Uh, you know, that we traded for last year. You got Zach Levine. Um, then you go out and got a couple other pieces uh, coming off the bench. But here's the deal. Lonzo Ball, you probably know him because of his dad from the big baller brand. The guy's almost a walking triple-double. Okay, triple-double, scoring, passing, defense. He's an all-around good player. Now, here's the other thing he could do. He could pass real well. He's gotten better each and every year in the NBA. And in addition... My man to lock up and play some defense, okay? Zach Levine, not, not known for his defense. DeMarc DeRozan, not known for his defense. Well, Tim, this is the NBA. No one plays defense. They do play defense, okay? If you watch the playoffs, people play defense. And people that didn't play defense uh, were made fun of, okay? So you got to be able to play both ways. If you don't believe me, ask Ben Simmons. He only plays one way, defense. Um, but... So, so anyways, you go out and you get that. And then you get Alex Caruso, who's improved year over year on his uh, game, right? He's gotten better in all facets of his game. He's won a, a championship with the Lakers. And he played like 20 minutes a game during that playoff run. Um, so, and he could play plus defense. And what I mean by plus defense is that he's a better defender than most NBA players, especially around the guard. So, it allows you to have two guys on the floor playing and locking up other teams' players. It's still going to be hard. It's the NBA. People score at will whenever they want. But in a playoff series or you want to make a deep run, um, if you play hard and you play decent defense, you can make a run. If you don't believe me, just go back and see how the Knicks won. And Tibbs had the Knicks playing with underperforming players, but they still made the playoffs. Okay, So just keep that in mind. But the Bulls, the whole thing is you got Billy Donovan, a known coach that's had decent success in the NBA, won multiple national championships at Florida. Now you've got an up-and-coming star, if he's not a star already, in Zach Levine. And what I mean by star is I think he's on that you know second, third tier of guys that could just, boom, jump off a trampoline this year. He went and he played with the Olympic team. They won gold, right? Now go back and look at years past with people that were on the team that were, you know, on fringe superstar players. And then after the Olympics, they just, boom, they just hit a different level because they're around other greatness. Plus, every time you've seen or heard about Zach Levine, it was him and Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant talking about him. I told you, Zach, playing some defense out here. Um, but also that he was just playing with better players around him and seeing their work ethics, seeing their attitude, seeing their approach to the game. Um, in a professional manner, not just an open gym in L.A. or something like that. Uh, I think could could do, uh, you know, huge things for Zach. And, and Zach's going to be the leader. He's obviously the best player in the squad. Um, and I think that, you know, bringing in a veteran like uh, DeRozan, I know he hasn't won anything on this level, but he's 31 years old. We'll see what he brings to the table. Um, he's got a great mid-range game. I think he's a leader. Uh, he brings professionalism. No one's ever heard anything bad about him. And guys that played with him, you know, um, have said good things. So 
I think this is pretty exciting time. I'm not saying the Bulls are going to come out and, you know, win they, you know, win a championship or even be a top five team in the East. But I do believe that they can, you know, make the playoffs and get better and be like those teams that we had, a few, you know, not a few years ago, maybe like 10 years ago with Tibbs where we were like, hey, we might be the seventh seed, but we have an opportunity to beat the number two seed. And I think it's just exciting. Like I said, it's also got a couple names in there. It got Lonzo, got the uh, DeRozan. You know, those are two two nice guys that you got, um, and that could hopefully start the trend of more players wanting to come to Chicago and play. But like, look at this: you have playoff hopes, and you got the White Sox going to the playoffs. You know, you're in a you're in a a rebuild, or we're working on things with the with the Cubs. The Hawks just scratched and said, no, thank you on the rebuild. They're going to be, should be a playoff team or fighting for the playoffs. Okay. You got the bulls fighting for the playoffs and I'll break down everything on Thursday, but you've got a team that hopefully is, you know, fighting for a playoff spot in the Bears. So really it's an exciting time. Okay. So enjoy it. Um, it's going to be some ups and downs, but for the most part, we got teams that are trying to win here in Chicago all at the same time. And that's awesome. Um, and you know what? Eventually, we're going to have some championships come our way. You know? I mean, that might be on Mr. Field's shoulder. He might be a young man. I might be putting that on his shoulder on Thursday. Um, but nevertheless, I think it's an exciting time. Uh, sit back. Grab a cold one. Enjoy it. If you don't drink, enjoy a LaCroix or a nice water with a little lemon. But appreciate your time today. 21 minutes or less, baby. Let's go, Chicago.